Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a 2019 comedy drama film written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. It features a large ensemble cast led by Leonardo DiCaprio, Harry Armpit, and Women with Feet. It's set in 1969 Los Angeles. The film follows a fading actor and a stunt double as they navigate the rapidly changing film industry. It features multiple storylines and modern fairy tale tribute to the final moments of Hollywood's golden age. Uh, announced in July 2017, it is the first Tarantino film not to involve Bob and Harvey Weinstein. I wonder what happened. As Tarantino ended his partnership with the brothers following the sexual abuse allegations against the latter. I didn't hear about that. Um, The film has grossed $374 million worldwide and received praise from critics for Tarantino's direction and screenplay. The performances, particularly from DiCaprio and Pitt, cinematography, sound, soundtrack, Sound design, costume design, production values. Ah, it's a masterpiece, Brad. It's a masterpiece. Just tell us what you really think, Dan. Fuck the end of the episode, is it? I'm just saying what the critics have told us. Oh, sorry. Critics told us. Do go on. I'm done. That's all I've got to say, really. Short episode. Thank Uh, you for coming, everybody. Yeah. Fuck. Jeez. Pay good money. Um, are you a Tarantino fan, Dan? Yeah. I, I'd in general. say, in general, love him. He's had his hits and misses with me, but yeah, mm-hmm. he's great. Well, give me a hit and give me a miss from his esteemed catalogue. Uh, I mean, the obvious ones. Yeah, you got the Pulp Fictions. Mm-hmm. You got the um, you got this one. I really like this one. Um, God, save your review till the end. Kill Bills. Kill Bills. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Um, I don't know, The Hateful Eight, maybe I kind of, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, interesting. Sort of. Um, opinion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yourself? Uh, look, same. You know, the uh, being a young man and watching Pulp Fiction for the first time, you know, it's a... Uh, it sets the trend with films. Everything's kind of, you know, needs to be as good as Pulp Fiction to be a good film. <laughs> this is great. It's a masterpiece. Reservoir Dogs, masterpiece. Um, you know, of the, of the ten he's done, yeah, ebbs and flows. Uh, I, on it's repeat viewings, yeah, repeat viewings don't enjoy Kill Bill 1 and 2 as much as I did when they first came out. They have not aged well for me. Uh, Death Proof I fucking love The car one that everybody hates I rate that super high I forgot uh, about that Yeah no, It's great It's the forgotten one But it's great I'm re-watching you know, Everybody hated it When it came out as part of Grindhouse I just think it was You know it's not You can see where the faults are That people are finding But the joy of seeing Kurt Russell in anything and as a psychopathic stunt driver, uh, plus the amazing car chase that's the second half of the fucking film. It's glorious. Uh, but, yeah, then I, you can get tarantino out, you know, like he does the Tarantino too much. And this kind of how I feel about this film. 
I felt over Tarantino'd in it and uh, wished I'd enjoyed it more. I know it's a great film and it's, tar- it's still, you know, it's good. It's Tarantino. It's, it's wonderful, but it's not his best. I, I would say just to turn this episode on its head, this is the worst Tarantino film. But in the overall scale of things, that doesn't make it a bad film. You know what I'm saying? Because Tarantino sets the bar very high. It's kind of a special film for me because I remember coming out, seeing this in theatres and just going, wow. And then we had the pandemic and it's just kind of been shit for fucking over two years. (laughs) And watching (laughs) Way to date the episode. Netflix bullshit and like woke crap Mm. and just going, oh, God. I miss this film. Oh, he's grabbing a chick by the hair and slamming her face into a telephone, smashing it into a wall. Yeah, that's the shock value at the end, though. Like the the end of it, the end of the film was fun and Tarantino esque, and it's you know sort of here's the reason we did the whole film. Here's the reason you've been sitting here for three fucking hours or however long this thing is. For that, oh great, that's kind of the inglorious bastards moment. You know, that it, it just makes you feel look back at a better film, Inglorious Bastards, which I think is far superior to this one. Purely because this one I don't feel like it really had a story to tell. It was Yeah, I just don't feel like it went anywhere. It was like two guys floating around Hollywood and that was kinda of it. You know? Well, uh, DiCaprio's character is a washed up actor. He wants to get back in the game. He's mm. washed up. He's really struggling. He's feeling left out. He's got the Tates, Roman Polanski, um, pedophiles living next door. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he wants to get, you know, have a party with the pedophile. And uh-huh. so uh, at the end of the film, he finally gets invited into the house and he said, you know, I'm one pool party away from, you know, getting back in the game. And he gets his pool party. The pedophile is not there, but, yeah, it's not far away. He's coming back mm. from holiday. Mm. What a wonderful story. Very wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's not one I would if if – I went to a Tarantino festival and they're only going to pay, play three of his films. This is nowhere near my list. This is the easy chop, right? I've got What's all wrong the fucking... With it? What's wrong with it? It's just not as good as his other stuff. Like I said, it's just not, it's not his best work. And like, it's still a great film. I can still enjoy it, but he's done far better things, right? Like, it's it's you shot put, you well. It's acted. It. Put your finger on it. Put your finger I on it. I just did. What, what you, no, you know, you say, well, it's just not as good. But yeah, I did earlier. Thing. I said there's no story to it. It's just two guys fucking floating around and then he kills somebody yeah. at the end and that's it. You know, like it's. it's he, he does make all his films sort of have a simple story, really. Um, but I think the main criticism they got put against it was that it carries on a bit too long and it needed to be edited down 100% but I kind of like that I kind of like that it just takes its time and it just Just you like that because you're like a Tarantino 
Tarantino file or whatever, and you just want more. You want, yeah, give me all the Tarantino I can get, you know. When the marketing for this came out. Tarantino file, I do have a lot of problems with them, but um, this film really got there for me. I thought it was... um, Hmm. I, right. I just thought it was a elaborate. Story about elaborate. Friendship. It's a charming story about friendship, Brad. You know, it's oh. just like these two guys that are just buddies, and they always look out for each other. I mm-hmm. thought I thought that was charming. It wasn't really that sinister, if you know what I mean. Like, there's not a big bad guy looming in the story, which might be mm-hmm. what you're. Oh, no, there's the whole Charlie Manson thing. You know what's coming. You know where it's set and shit. But it's. Not totally related to them, you know what I mean? Like it's they don't know history. Are you still there? And I'm back. Yeah, you're back. Yeah, thing is, these guys they don't know the history. Like they're living in the moment. They don't know the take murders are coming. It's just some dirty hippies hanging out in the neighborhood every now and then. Hmm. I don't know that, but it's about the. I just thought it was charming that it's just the friendship of these two guys supporting each other. Whereas the DiCaprio's trying to get his friend stuntman work, and his friends, I uh, know when his friend uh, DiCaprio's depressed, he's helping his friend out and just you know encouraging him and and going you know Rick Dalton with a fucking shotgun. You know? Sure, but if it's a film that's about You're Rick fucking Dalton. You know? If it's a film about friendship and in Hollywood and uh, all that sort of thing, why is the set piece that makes the film entertaining? It was killing the, the golden era of Hollywood, largely thought. Those tape murders. That was 1969. It was the end of the free love hippie 60s. And there was this, this tragic. Um, yeah, I get that. That's real life, right? Tragic, absolutely. But this film, era. you're saying this film was great because of their friendship. So why did the end of the film, which is the highlight for most people, have to be what it was? Could this? Would this be a great film if it ended when he went off and made westerns? Would you have been as, as happy with it? Hmm. I think it's an interesting point. It does feel like it ends at a point and then it mm. kind of keeps going into those Tate murders. Yeah. But it yeah. gets that resolution of DiCaprio getting invited up to the Tate, Tate house with Polanski. Right. Um, yeah. That's, that's I, but they could have done that without the without the murder part. You know, he could have just been invited over at the end with before, you know, and met Sharon Tate. And, oh, great. And you could have left the killing out of it, you know. Um, then it still would have been, oh, it might have made it a better story even if it had been, you know, more true to the reality of what happened and Sharon Tate still gets murdered, but it showed he gets back in with them, but then, oh, you know what happens after the credits roll, you know, it's not going to be a happy ending. the funeral. Yeah. Or, or not, he don't even have to go that far. He meets Sharon Tate and Polanski and gets invited in and then it ends with, I don't know, the car of hippies turning up in the street and you know what's going to happen. So it's like a happy ending for Rick, but you know Hollywood's not happy or something, you know. But instead we get this hyper-violent scene that is straight out. It, it, it doesn't fit that film. It's straight out of Inglorious Bastards, right, this violent, head-smashing 
scene, superbly entertaining. I fucking loved it. And when he goes and gets the flamethrower and blasts that dude in the pool, I was like, yes, cheering at the screen. Yeah, oh, I was blast somebody in the pool and it was brilliant. Tarantino's a feminist. Like, this is equality at work. <laughs> <laughs> and that was great. And that made me like the film more. Now, in yeah. saying that, awesome. I do like. I think he did it because it's awesome. Like, he's rewriting history. Like, he killed Hitler at the end of. Um, well, in the middle. Uh, yeah. Glorious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked, you know, this is probably my favorite Brad Pitt film i think he was solid all the way through caprio great actor de niro was shit in this one as the was he like the jewish movie producer or something i did i think you're talking about al pacino yes i take it back mr de niro (laughs) man it is yeah i just watched casino the other night that's a great fucking film too weird Mm. but good yeah. yeah, yeah. Great episode. So, Great film. Yeah. Like it's hard for like I'm uh it's hard for me to separate all of Tarantino's catalogue and rate it um, against other films. You know, like when a Tarantino film comes out, I'm like, awesome, gonna see it, gonna love it, and I do every time. This is just has the least amount of love for me for a Tarantino film. Is that okay? You're allowed, Brad. I just got to criticize yeah. you. No, it's for perfect. Stupid opinions. That's pointless yeah. and confused, right? Yeah. Uh, what did you feel about the uh, um, the portrayal of Bruce Lee as a pussy? Yeah, there's a lot about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you? Uh, the, oh, yeah. So people feel that he made Bruce Lee look like a wimp getting beaten up by Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um. Apparently, like, there's a lot of different sources, and one says it is based on a true event where Bruce Lee did get into fight with a stuntman, and the stuntman picked him up above his shoulders and carried him around a mm. lot for a few minutes, and then they became friends, and the wrestler, the stuntman taught him wrestling moves, which he incorporated into his Wing Chun. Um, there's also another really interesting theory going on that Tarantino absolutely hates Bruce Lee. Um, mm. Which started why? with Kill Bill. Um, we're not sure the why, but in Kill Bill, um, you know how Uma Thurman's dressed up in the yellow jumpsuit like Bruce mm-hmm. Lee wore? Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. the film Bruce Lee died in, and a stuntman came in and replaced him for the rest of the movie. Right. And the hate, uh, what are they called? The 88, Crazy 88. They were mm. dressed as Kato which Bruce Lee played during mm-hmm. in, in the Green Hornet. And they were saying that the, the subliminal message is the replacement stuntman was better than Bruce Lee and beat up 88 Bruce Lee Cato's. Uh-huh. Because right. um, there was a guy who, um, they call him Bruce Lie because he kind of was in a bunch of films basically being Bruce Lee after Bruce Lee's death. And a mm. lot of people say that guy was actually better than Bruce Lee. And apparently oh, Tarantino agrees with that, that the replacement oh. was better than Bruce Lee and the legend controversial of proportion. And this was another swipe. This film was another swipe at Bruce Lee over all that. 
But I don't know what to believe. Well, you believe what you read, don't you? It's what everybody else does. I read stuff and I don't believe anything. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, you know, the best uh, fake Bruce Lee has ever put to film. Uh, the mid-80s classic No Retreat, No Surrender. Also starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. You ever seen that film? Yeah, no. No. Maybe, it's but glorious. I can't remember it. It's so good. It's, the, uh, the whole thing's the complete films on YouTube. You should check it out. It's well worth your time. Do you think it disrespects Bruce Lee, this movie? Ah, uh, nah. I just thought it was kind of nice to see someone who thinks he's a badass getting the shit kicked out of him. Mm. You know? It's yeah, fine. I've seen a lot of professional fighters when I was going down my Bruce Lee rabbit hole where Bruce Lee's mm. thought of as this invincible guy that could beat anyone up. And a lot of these fighters go, like, seriously, this guy weighed 130 pounds. Like, he would be smashed. And, you know, Mike Tyson would blow this guy through a wall uh-huh. in reality. Like, if you put him up against a big guy, he would get, he wouldn't be able to hurt them. And he would just get, as soon as they got their hands on him, yeah. they'd pummel him. Yeah. Maybe Bruce, maybe Tarantino's in that camp where he, you know, wanted to show that a Marine come in and just, like, lay the smack on this little guy. Yeah, well, I feel like, you know, whether I'm right or wrong, I, fuck, I definitely couldn't beat him in a fight. But Bruce Lee seems like he is You might have filmed, a chance now. Film tough. Yeah, wow. Fucking kick his <laughs> skeleton. Kick him while he's down, really down. <laughs> yeah, um, taking poop on his grave. Oh. Ooh. Salty. And then I might step on a bee. Yeah. <laughs> um, my dog would step on and be, oh, it's not funny now. Jeez. What? Uh, <laughs> Did I ruin a joke? No, I ruined my own joke. It's okay. Oh. Uh, it happens from time to time. Swing and a miss, you know. That's all right. What was I saying about Bruce Lee? Oh, on film, like he seems like a film tough guy. Like anybody can look tough on film. I get he knew his martial arts and he was quick and he could go, yeah, and make lots of noises. But when you work in movies, people are paid to make you look like a badass, you know? So yeah. he was, oh, can we do that again? My move was shit or something, you know? Make me look more like a badass. I get he did lots of demonstrations in real life and he's created a, I don't know what you call it. What did you call it? Wing Chung or something? Yeah. Wing Dings. Uh, wing Chung. But yeah. Wing, wing Chung. Shitty walk. Can't do that anymore. Did you know they can't even? I was. I watched a brand new episode of The Simpsons tonight, and none of the voices sound right. It's like when fucking Jim Henson died, and somebody else started voicing Kermit. White guys aren't allowed to voice people oh, of God. color anymore, and so Doctor Hibbert sounds fucking retarded, and Apu's not even in the show anymore, and. Oh, really? What's wrong with the world? It's mental. why did they get rid of uh, Pooh but keep Doctor Hibbert? Well, b- because they got rid of he our... works in a dairy. Uh, maybe a stereotype. I don't know, but it you was a shock. The dairy down the road from me. There's Indians running it. <laughs> Never. They have accents. They're very nice people. Like I can't. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Some, they come to a yeah. country, they can't get a job, they buy businesses, they all work in it, they save like bastards, and they do very well for themselves, you know, and the next generation are all doctors and lawyers. Like That's it. It's getting it beating done. us white folk. Come on. Reality. You can't, you can't say white anymore, Dan. You have to say pigment lacking. Oh, God. Fascist. <laughs> <laughs> Back Everybody to the film the at hand. Anyway, yeah. 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 Um yeah, look, enjoyable film. I watched it in the cinema, loved it. On this rewatch, I kind of felt like I was wasting the the time it took to watch it, you know, because I'd seen it before. It's not one that I felt needs repeat viewings. It has its great scenes, you know, like um where Rick Dalton and the little girl do this scene, you know, that's, oh, that's cool. And the whole where Brad Pitt goes to the Manson farm, like that's real tense. Could have been cut out of the film to be fair, but it's a good scene. This Building up good... tension for the final encounter. It's introducing the character of Tex as a threat. Yeah, but then nothing happens there. It just sort of leaves and that's it. Right? Um, good, good scene. But, yeah, like... It was good when I saw it the first time, but it was it was less less powerful, less you know the second time around. I I didn't need to watch this film again, and that's you know it's not a sign of many times. It's comfort food. I love it. It gets better every time. Really? Oh, see, Mm. okay, that's all right then. Good on you, Johnya. On you, on you. What mm. else? What's the other controversy? Was women showing their feet in this film? <laughs> well, that's every Tarantino film, isn't it? I'd never noticed man, it before. If a man wants to show some toe, let him show some toe. You know? Yeah. You or see enough woman. boobs in movies? Yeah, you get tits and asses all the time. Show, show me some feet. You got some hairy armpits in this one. Surely that balances it out. Well, it's just all natural, isn't it? Just letting it flow. Let it flow, let it flow. You know, it's the 60s, The music's right? fantastic in this film. Don't you love all the music? Well, it's a good time for music, right? You know, 30 years before our prime, that's how it works. Go back 30 years from when you're a teenager, the music's going to get you. Mm. Oh, the music mm-hmm. was great. I love that scene where Brad Pitt just drives from DiCaprio's house to his trailer behind the uh, cinema. And there's and just it's music like, on the car? It's like three, four minutes of just the multiple songs and it's just the drive. Uh, yeah. You don't get that in movies. No. You don't, I admit that was, that was very, very stylized, but, again, you talk about it being a long film. If you wanted to shorten it down, you could cut a lot of that driving stuff out. But that was kind of... You get to he drives through Hollywood and they restored all the shot fronts to look like 1969, mm. and it's just yeah, big deal know, just, for me. That was big just deal, really cool nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. um scene where the Bruce Lee fight happens, mm. they actually shot that in a school, not a movie lot. <laughs> uh huh. What's great about that? 
I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. They could have shot it on a movie. Like you think they're making a movie, they could have a lot somewhere. They can just, oh, let's just shoot it out the back dead. No, yeah. they went to a school because it looked like a movie. Lot. <laughs> yeah, it's probably it's Hollywood too. Play, baby. It's Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. I don't know. Like, again, great film, just not his best. And I expect quality things. Now, isn't he only meant to be making one more film too? He's doing yeah. 10 and retiring or something. Yeah, he's got one more in him. Yeah, let's Fuck face it, he's old now. Yeah, I just hope he's it's not boy. another Kill Bill. Don't do Kill Bill. Do, do Tarantino in space, you know? He said the Star Trek wouldn't count if he does a Star Trek. Oh. I think uh-huh. that's dead now. Um, do you know who the director was that was directing um, Brad Pitt, uh, DiCaprio on that TV, the Western show? Oh, I'm sure you're going to tell me. He he played the original, he was the original Amazing Spider-Man in the 80s TV show. That means nothing to me. Sp- um, Spider-Man is a Marvel character. Um, oh, do go on. blue suit and he's got really? spider powers, but it's actually a man wow. with the powers hmm. of a spider. Fuck. Yeah. Really? Obscure stuff no one's heard of, obviously. Yeah, I think... Um, it's never going to work. No one's going to watch that. I had the idea of a man who dresses as a bat and fights yeah. crime, but I thought it wasn't as good as the spider idea. Yeah. If you if you called it man bat, maybe. Man bat. I'm, I'm putting all my eggs in, in the basket of cock man. I think that's going to be a winner. I'm on my third sequel now. Cockman? Not um, oh, What was the one you told me about? Oh, Queef Girl? Was that the one? Yeah, uh, well, she's. That's the spin off television series. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, I knew it was yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we can afford to make it. The production cop values of that are going to be enormous. Yeah, the CGI bill alone through the roof. Yeah. But um, I'm thinking of turning into a Broadway musical instead. Oh, right. Excellent. So that was that was good. What else do we get? We got, oh, we got Timothy Oliphant was in here. A lot of stars all over the place. Um, gosh. Oliphant. It's interesting he put Roman Polanski in here. That's a controversial subject to get into trouble for as well. Well, it's, you know, it is what it is. You think all the directors, you know, I guess you got the tape murders, you got to tie it into that. Well, I guess Tarantino was just feeling bad, you know, he was making a film without his usual creepy uh, movie guy. So he just had to bring in another creepy movie guy, right? Oh, yeah, we got the world. We didn't even talk about the Weinsteins. Uh, we didn't. We probably shouldn't. Um, 27 minutes in. Yeah. But I saw, um, did you watch the Joe Rogan interview with uh, Tarantino? And he was basically saying, I didn't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we heard rumours, but we didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. My God. So, what have we got? If we go to IMDb, 
Uh, the cold-hearted bastards on IMDb, IMDb only gave this a 7.6 out of 10. Mm, seems uh, fair. Someone gave it 10. Not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10, best movie of all time. Not for everyone. Someone gave it a 10. Best movie I have, I have seen in the last 10 years should be seen twice. Oh. Mm, uh, someone gave it a four. Do we need a tenth? <laughs> yes. And someone gave it a three. Emperor with no clothes. Oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like normally when I come out of a, you know, an amazing film or a, a Tarantino film, you come out and you're just buzzing, you're raving about it. And yeah, I wasn't after this one. You know, I was on a high. I enjoyed the Hateful Eight. I really enjoyed that one. It was I love westerns. Had Samuel L. Jackson, and it had my boy Kurt Russell. Right, anything with him in it. Woo! This has got Kurt Russell in it. It does very briefly, and it's the highlight of the film. Not enough. Highlight Kurt Russell. Yeah, needs so much more Kurt Russell. Do we think? Here we go. Before we get to the end, did. Uh, did Brad Pitt kill his wife? Uh, yeah, it's confirmed in the book, the novelization. Oh. But it was an Whoosh. accident, apparently, but he wasn't that worried about it, apparently. Okay, yeah, I liked that whole vibe there. But uh, Yeah, there was hmm. another controversial thing, woman killing. Oh, can't kill women in films. Equality. Yeah, it's just... Make up your know, minds, mate. people. What do you want? What do you actually want? Do you want equality or not? I'm amazed we're still on the air. <laughs> Equality. Yeah, we Equality. have a female well, co-host. That's what we need. Yeah, that's well, we're going to get cancelled now. We don't have a woman's opinion. Mm. Mm. We're thinking of women a lot, though, aren't we? That should count for something. You we talk about seconds. their feet and their armpits and talk how they about got their murdered. feet and their feelings. And I think the word snatch had, and, and queef we used earlier uh, this we evening. We talked about their feelings, Brad. Well, I'm sure they feel great subject. about everything that we're saying. Some will feel yeah. great and some will feel offended. And I believe that is okay. It's okay to be offended and it's okay to just be offended and then turn us off. No, don't and do never, that. Like and, and never, subscribe. Like and subscribe and <laughs> send a donation. Like subscribe. Yeah. Send a donation and we might stop. If the money pile gets big Support enough. Us on Patreon. We will we will just walk away at the top of our game. <laughs> We're gonna run this shit into the fucking ground otherwise, but if we make <laughs> enough money, uh, we promise if we get to ten hundred million, we're quitting. We promise that we agreed on that figure months ago before we began. Yeah. We've reached that we're figure at, and we're out. We're going to buy an island. 98.3 million at the moment. So yeah. a little bit way to go, ladies. But hit that Way button. to go. If you're offended. Buy us a coffee. Throw us your <laughs> filthy, rich, white person money because only white people get offended. Oh, that's racist. Uh, Throw us some money. Oh, if you did a double feature at the drive-in, what Ooh. would you watch with this? 
What would you pair it up with Bradley? Oh, it's because it's it's a tough one because Tarantino pairs very well with Tarantino, you know, but I feel it also pairs well with, I don't even know how you say his name, Scorsese? Scorsese? I've heard it a couple of ways. Scorsese Scorsese? Scorsese. You know who I'm talking about, though, right? The gangster guy. Um, and I felt like the length of this and kind of the, the style and vibe would fit well with Goodfellas. So I'm, I'm putting those two together. Once Upon mm-hmm. a Time in Hollywood and Goodfellas. Kind of different, but kind of the same. Hmm. There you go. I might Out of the say blue. LA Confidential. Oh, yes, I do remember that. Nice work. The, the, the delightful Kimbazinger and Russell mm-hmm. Crowe and Guy. What happened Pinkley. to her? Where did Kimbazinger go? She owns she an was elephant everywhere. Ranch. She owns what? elephants. Yeah, she, no. she's got a little bit of land. You are fucking shitting me. I'm telling you, the, you look it up on the YouTube. She keeps elephants. She goes out every weekend and looks after wow. her elephant. Wow. I'm shocked and excited by the prospect of looking this up. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. I hope nothing others are going to do the same. Nothing hotter than a hot blonde lady and her elephant. The big trunk. Mm. Big trunk. Yeah. I think she, she upgraded was... from Alec Baldwin. She got wow. out quick. <laughs> she got out. <laughs> well, you got, got to get out before the, um, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the rust. Yeah. Safety first, Alec. Safety first, Alec. That's what uh, got Bruce Lee's son too. Ah, oh, segue back to the film. Well, what do you mean? Oh, well, he was. Uh, well, it was a blank in there, or there was like leftover shrapnel in the yeah, barrel. Yeah, there was something in the gun. This is Bruce Lee's kid. Had uh, was done that way too. Somebody pulled the trigger. Their fellow actor pulled the trigger. Well, didn't he down pull he it went. his own trigger? He looked down Brandon. the barrel and went pop. Yeah. No, no, no. The 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 actor with the long hair and the gravelly voice shot him across the table, and something was lodged in the in the gun. Mm. Did At least he that's, work again? Uh, he did, but the first film he did after the Crow was the critically acclaimed Eddie Murphy vehicle Metro. And that was the end. <laughs> yeah, well, it's career suicide working with Eddie. Yeah, you shoot someone in the face, uh, we'll give you a second chance. But Metro, You're in there with Eddie, Bur- Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Oh, you had your second shot. Oh, that was a stinker, uh, dude. No, we can't let you come back after that one. There's yeah. no coming back after that one. You had your second shot, no pun intended. Oh. Ooh. Ouch. (laughs) Ouch, indeed. Uh, Where are we? Are we rating this motherfucker yet? Uh, Yeah, so INDB gave it a 7.6. What what do you think? What are you going to give it? Uh, I think IMDB, we're we're on the money. You know, most Tarantino films, I'm I'm 9. Yeah, Pulp Fiction's a 10. Easy. Uh, This one, yeah. Oh, I'll, 
I don't know. I think I'll give it seven flamethrowers in the pool out of ten. So it's it's highly rated, but not my favorite Tarantino. I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this all the toes. There's ten toes on wow. on, on a blonde woman's is, sleeping is that, feet. That's not ten the first time you've ten. given any. You gave something else a perfect score too. Is it fucking Metallica's Black Album? I think Somewhere, it was White Zombie. Some, something else you've given a perfect ten to. White Zombie, I think. Uh, yeah, it was their album. Wow. White Zombie's uh, a perfect album. I've forgotten the name now. It's we spoke about it for half an hour and we don't know anything about it. But you just called it a perfect album. Can't remember the title. Astro Creep 2000. That's the one. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to be on this 10 toes out of 10. Let's All face right. it. Can't Excellent. get wrong with this one. Woo. Enjoy it, people. It's three hours long. Uh, it's two hours 40, isn't it? <sighs> Feels longer. Plus all the little extras. you got to watch the extras. Isn't that great? I watched, watched all those making ofs. Sit through the credits. Glorious yeah. masterpiece. And we only got one yes. left from him. Only one left. Hopefully, yeah. it's another gangster film with black tuxedos. Maybe make Cinderella. Get some good foot shots in there. Do it. Wow, a glass slipper. Yeah, you're always going to see it. Mm. Always on display. Yeah, it's kind of gross to think about, really. Remember that scene? No, no, you remember from Dust Till Dawn, right? Possible future episode. Another good film. Uh, Tarantino... The first half of the film feels like he directed it. I don't know whether he did or not. He definitely wrote it, I think. It's Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez. Directed it, eh? Yeah, I think Tarantino definitely must have had his finger in the pie there somewhere because no man with a foot fetish. Yeah, right. There you go. So he wrote the scene where Salma Hayek, scantily clad, wrapped in a snake, stands on a table and shoves her toe in his mouth, right? Like... Mm. It's got a Tarantino on, and, yeah, Rodriguez. There's, there's a good friend right there. You know, if you if you've got your mates acting in your movie, and you know he's got a fetish, and you've got someone as well, polite way of saying it, and it's a very attractive lady in Salma Hayek, and you go, yeah, we're going to film a scene where she shoves her toe in his mouth. It's both being a wonderful friend. And kind of creepy at the same time, you know? The kind of joy that Tarantino would have been getting filming that scene. It's, it's kind of uncomfortable when you think about it now, don't you think? Yeah, but wouldn't you shove your foot in Tarantino's mouth and pour wine down your leg into his... Sounds like yeah. a good evening. But that's, you know, <laughs> not in front of a whole room full of crew. Oh, that makes it better. I'd film it. Well, they did. <laughs> oh, yeah, we get to watch it. It's and great. then they released it. So essentially when you watch From Dust or Dawn, you're watching porn. You're watching Tarantino foot porn. 
Literally. I have to goes in his mouth. When when I watch Wolf of Wall Street and there's a full nude, full frontal nudity of Margot Margot Robbie in that, Mm. I was thinking, I wonder what her feet are like. I wasn't. I was looking at her boobs. I think everyone was wondering what are we, whoa, what are these? T- oh, imagine her toes. Whoa. Wow. I think she was. Uh, I mean, we've already rated it, and we should probably end the episode. But she was definitely the the worst actor or actress. I don't know what the fuck you say now. She was the weakest part of the film for me. Easy. Oh, that's rough. Mm. That's rough. I yeah. say I found a little weird when you see Margot Robbie in the theatre watching herself on the screen, but it's a different woman because they put the real footage of the original Sharon Tate Sharon on the Tate. screen. Yeah. Yeah, and on the posters, and then you cut to her, it's... Yeah. She just... Uh, look, I get it, and I don't get it at the same time, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Well, this is a nice tribute. A nice tribute. Yeah. All right. Once upon a time in Hollywood, go and enjoy it at least once, in my opinion, or over and over and over and over again, if you're like Dan here. Remember, listeners, remember, you're Rick fucking Dalton. Yeah, you're Rick fucking Dalton. Stick it in your mouth. Stick it in your mouth. I love feet.